the Conzo Martin era survives for at least another day after Missouri takes down Ole Miss for the third time this season. Well, we owe a big debt of gratitude to Kermit Davis, the Ole Miss coach, but also, man, Trevin Brazil, he just continues to make progress Real, tangible progress, not just potential at this point, folks. So let's talk about the Tigers and, of course, their matchup with LSU. All this and more right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen. And thanks to Bet Online, the sponsor of today's episode. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And well, Speaking of betting, hey, congratulations to you if you took my advice yesterday and took the underdog Missouri Tigers to win straight up. Hey, plus 150, right? That's better than a sharp stick in the eye. Well, I guess maybe your first question might be, can Missouri keep it going today against LSU? Well, let's get to that a little bit later. First, let's talk about the game yesterday. And obviously, one of the first takeaways to me is just how darn well Trevin Brazil played yesterday. And it may not have been his most statistically impressive game. It may not have stood out as much as some other games where he's had some absolutely spectacular highlight reel dunks. But I'm telling you, this kid is starting to figure it out in a major, major way, just in in subtle ways that are really important, though, for his development as a very effective basketball player for Missouri. Number one, just one thing that stood out to me yesterday, Trevin was running the floor as an offensive player harder than I've seen him run all season yesterday. And man, he can really run with that six foot nine lanky frame of his too. And eventually if, if, if he stays at Missouri for a few years and hopefully we'll get some guards that can actually push the ball up the floor with, with more effective ball handling, play a little bit faster, and, man, they can take advantage of, of his speed a little bit more, beating some big guys down the court and, and get him and the Tigers some easy buckets. But not only that, once again, just him hitting the boards hard for, to me, the third or fourth game in a row here shows a real competitive streak that, you know, when you first get to know the kid, he seems pretty laid back. I wasn't sure that he necessarily had, but obviously rebounding the ball is a, a functional, there's the functional element of, of rebounding, which is extremely important. You got to secure the possession, but not only that, once again, as a big guy, I just thought, I think it shows some want to and some, some competitive fire. And then with about 16 minutes left in the game, Amari Davis got that and one opportunity and Missouri got up eight at that point, and Trevin Brazil, again, showed a lot of emotion, pumped his fist, and was really fired up, and to me, that was something that I love to see, not only just from Trevin, from his perspective, but, you know, as as disappointing of a season as this has been, I mean, to the point where I'm basically assuming Conzo Martin isn't coming back, right? Let's be real. I don't know if that's going to happen. Who knows? We'll have to see, but I'm ba- that's how bad this season has been is the point, and yet... This team, I'm telling you, they're not packing it in. And that's one reason why, despite 
all of the disappointment, at least when I go to these games at home, you know, I'm having a pretty good time watching this particular team, at least rooting for them anyway. Don't get me wrong, there's been moments of, of terrible, unwatchable basketball. I'm not trying to put lipstick on a pig here. I'm just trying to give the kids credit for, despite all the disappointment, still putting in a lot of effort, not just for themselves, but for, them, for each other as a team, and, and I really do respect that. By the way, even though this wasn't a highlight reel for Trevin Brazil's dunk package, I suppose, he did have some highlights, though, no doubt about that, including one just marvelous sequence where he had a spectacular block that we're, we're used to seeing, but then, again, sprints down the court, and for for one of the few times Missouri actually tried to hit him down court, and he was basically being, if this was football, they would have f thrown the flag. It was pass interference. The guy was all over him. I, I can't even believe he had to reach around the guy, essentially, catch the ball with one hand. I mean, a truly spectacular play by Trevin Brazil. I believe he drew the foul on the play, something. But regardless, just another great example of his his tremendous upside and, and athleticism. But obviously in the first half, the ball game was tied at 32, but really even though I, I took Ole Miss, even excuse me, even though I took Missouri as the underdog against Ole Miss, wasn't feeling real confident to start the game. It felt like the Rebels were playing pretty well, but you know, give Ronnie DeGray a lot of credit. Hit a couple threes in big spots, had 14 points in the first half, and you know he's really been a very very solid player for Missouri. Only a sophomore this season. Obviously, I hope Ronnie DeGray stays around for for two more years. I'd love to have him as a three year Tiger. No doubt about that. At the very least, he can be an, an extremely solid role player on a really good team. Certainly, this isn't. He can't be your number one scorer or anything like that. You can't count on him for fourteen points and a half very often. But just overall, DeGray's overall game to to repeat and repeat a word there I, I just think he's been a little bit underrated by some Mizzou fans but one thing that's not underrated I can tell you that especially after the Ole Miss Missouri game yesterday is winning money well you know what sometimes let's be honest March Madness doesn't go the way we expect so I'm gonna hedge my bets this year just in case I make some horrible picks with my bracket, well, let's hedge with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. You see, Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'em Contest pits star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. And again, these are single game pick'em competitions, so there's no elimination. If you have a bad game, you have a bad Thursday or Friday, well, guess what? You're right back in the action on Saturday. It's no problem. You just keep going at it. Have some fun. Of course, don't spend any more than you can afford to lose, but give Stat Hero a try. It'll make these games even more fun than they already are. Put a little bit of sugar on top of your March Madness. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. This is what fantasy is meant to be, so go to stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Terms and conditions apply. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Locked On Mizzou podcast feed. College experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. And speaking of breaking down matchups, well, yesterday against Ole Miss, Obviously, I mentioned Ronnie DeGray's strong first half, but clearly Missouri only turning the ball over four times in the first half was huge as well in order to keep Missouri obviously right within not only striking distance, but tied in a game that I felt like Ole Miss got off to a pretty good start in. But of course, my first question was, my goodness, Kermit Davis, what what are you doing? Why not trap Missouri? Why not give some kind of full court pressure? Because Clearly, that's you don't have to turn on a lot of Missouri film to realize that they struggle with that kind of thing. So, again, thank you so much, Ole Miss. I, I really appreciate that. But, you know, Missouri, while they took care of the ball well, start of the second half, five five buckets in a row from Missouri, in, in, in large part thanks to the Rebels really just giving the ball away over and over again there at the start of the first half. Missouri then races out to a quick... 11 point lead after being tied at the half that was that was kind of the game right there when you really look at it and you know Ole Miss finally with about 14 minutes a tiny bit of token pressure not much though again just again very token kind of man pressure not any trapping see the traps is what Missouri's really struggled with well they finally busted out a 1-3-1 zone with about seven or eight minutes left at one point they were basically triple teaming the ball, so it didn't seem like the Rebels exactly knew what they were doing in that defense. And indeed, next time or two down the floor, Missouri busts the 1 3 1, gets up 12 with 6.35 left on a Javon Pickett layup. And that was really about all she wrote. You didn't need much more. You didn't need to see much more than that. Missouri had clearly taken control of the game. Ole Miss threw basically its last desperation haymaker and Missouri ducked it and countered now of course this all means Missouri takes on LSU at approximately one o'clock here local time and well that's uh here in G just about two and a half hours from now so thanks for listening to this podcast uh if you're if you're getting it that's for darn sure but you know I, I guess the obvious question is can Missouri keep its streak going against LSU and well it seems like some Missouri fans online are Feeling a little bit optimistic all of a sudden, especially with LSU reeling a little bit here at the end of the season, though let's not totally overstate it. Although LSU definitely not playing its best basketball right now, they've lost three of their last five, but also those losses have been by a combined, let's see, seven, eight points to Kentucky, Arkansas, and South Carolina, all road games there, so... You know, I think the timing, obviously, of LSU getting a notice of of allegations or punishment, whatever the right phrase is there from the NCAA, I, I think people are making a bit of a leap there and assuming that, well, this LSU team's going to completely collapse now at the end of the season. I, I just wouldn't go that far. I think they're a pretty solid ball club, especially defensively. And obviously, we, we saw down in Baton Rouge, I think this is a terrible matchup for the Missouri Tigers. I really do, because unlike Kermit Davis and Ole Miss, I fully expect Will Wade and the LSU Tigers to trap Missouri basically relentlessly 
all ball game. So I, I just don't see this one going well. I hate to say it. Last check, Missouri was about an 11-point underdog over at betonline.net, and I, I just can't see – I just can't see taking that. I think it's a bad matchup. And Missouri, you know, having played less than 24 hours ago, you know, Missouri doesn't play a lot of afternoon games, obviously. I've got to think the energy factor might be a little bit of an advantage for LSU as well. And by the way, can you believe it's 10 years ago to this day that Missouri took down the Big 12 tournament championship in basketball with uh, thousands and thousands of Missouri fans, including myself, were in the Sprint Center in Kansas City that day. A thunderous SEC, SEC chant rang throughout that entire arena. Quite the day. One of the, one of my favorite sports memories of all time, especially one I was able to, to witness in person without a doubt. So you know what? That's going to be a hell of a fun season to cover eventually. This is the 10-year anniversary of that season, and we're going to get there eventually. And, well, unfortunately, we'll get to the Norfolk State game as well. But for now, let's just remember the good times. Frankly, the only regret there is that Kansas essentially ducked Missouri, in my opinion, avoiding the rematch there against Missouri. Obviously, they lost to Baylor in the semifinals, avoiding what would have been just a colossal rematch on a neutral court in Kansas City between Missouri and Kansas that year. Too bad the sports world, frankly, missed out on that one. Not just Missouri and Kansas fans, but man, those first two games were so, such tremendous theater and such tremendous basketball. I mean, honestly, the the college basketball world missed out on that one. And coming up, I took in some of the Missouri-Gonzaga baseball game yesterday, and I have some thoughts on the Tigers and college baseball in general, and also a college hoops head coaching name that's been bandied about online I've seen around Mizzou Nation. Well, I'd like to scratch that one off the list. But before we get there, let's talk about one of our fine sponsors, and that is Run Your Pool, and with March Madness Less, well, actually, you know what? We are exactly one week away from March Madness, of course. Well, less if you want to include the quote-unquote play-in games, but now is the time. If you haven't figured it out yet, well, you got to figure out where you're running your brackets. Do you want the usual experience or do you want the best experience? Well, the best experience is at runyourpool.com. That's something we've figured out at the Locked On Podcast Network. So that's where we're running our internal contests all year. And guess what? You can join us as well. I'll have more information in a second. But at Run Your Pool, they have all types of ways to play your traditional bracket contests, Survivor, Pick X. They have all types of options to edit your scoring. And you know what? They give you full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. So if you're not the most tech-savvy person in the world, well, don't worry. Run Your Pool is here to help you. And once again, obviously, we, we believe in Run Your Pool here at Locked On because that's where we're running our brackets ourselves. No truer test than that. So join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. While you're there, create your own pools and enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. 
And by Bet Online, where yes, we won a little bit of money on the Tigers yesterday. I think we should stay away from Missouri here today on Thursday against LSU. But I got to say, if you look at NBA futures this season, this is one of the rare cases where I think you can maybe take a shot on somebody out of the top three or four. There are more contenders this year in the NBA than I can remember for a long time. And in particular, you look at the very top of the league, the Suns, the Warriors, well, they all, they, the two favorites right now both have injury questions. Draymond Green, Chris Paul, when are they going to come back? So to me, this is the type of year where somebody like the Denver Nuggets with Nikola Djokovic and Jamal Murray possibly coming back, Michael Porter Jr. possibly coming back, the Memphis Grizzlies at 28 to 1, also with John Morant taking the league by storm. Those are two pretty interesting clubs to me. Even even the Dallas Mavericks at 40 to 1. Hey, don't go crazy, put five bucks on them, have a little bit of fun, have some team to watch. But regardless of what you're into, you got to go to bet online. .net. They've got the best odds, the most props, everything you could possibly want. So again, hockey, basketball, baseball, they've got you covered over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so I know technically any and all Missouri head coaching sort of talk is premature at this point. We don't even know if Conzo will be back or not. Fair enough. But I'm going to talk about what some Missouri fans have been talking about. And I've seen the name Kelvin Sampson bandied about a little bit. And I'm just going to be honest right off the top. I'm not sure I can rationally picture Kelvin Sampson wearing Missouri clothing. I'm old enough to remember when Eduardo Nahara nearly took off Keon Dooling's head right in front of me. And just that brand of Kelvin Sampson basketball from the Big 12 at the time. Uh, you know, I can objectively say that he's obviously a good coach. I just can't see that one whatsoever. And probably even more importantly, I don't think it's realistic either. Why would he leave Houston? He's a relatively old man for, for head coaching standards. I think he's 69 years old, something like that. Well, by the time he gets it going at Missouri, he's going to obviously be in his 70s. Does he even want to change jobs is my main point. I don't think so. That just doesn't seem realistic at all to me. No reason for him to leave the Cougars, basically. So, in other words, Kelvin Sampson, let's forget about that. But you know what? Let's talk about something more tangible, something that actually happened, which, of course, is Missouri blew a 5-1 lead yesterday against Gonzaga. And you know what? I hate to say this because I haven't watched a lot of Missouri baseball so far. In fact, that was the first Missouri baseball I've watched all season. But it felt like, yeah, that 9-1 and start looks good, but who have they really played? Right. Let's see what happens against Gonzaga. Well, quite honestly, Missouri early portion of that ball game, they they scored a lot. They scored some runs early. It was a lot of infield singles and, and seeing eye singles, that kind of stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, they hit some hard balls too, but it just felt like what Missouri was doing offensively wasn't wasn't going to sustain for the long term. And I also noticed again, maybe. Maybe Missouri just plays Whitey Herzog ball all the time. Maybe that's their style this season. I'll just have to wait and see. But it sure seemed like they were really being almost overly aggressive on the base paths, trying to take the extra base, doing a lot of hit and runs, all that kind of stuff. And at one point, 
you know, Juju Stevens had an RBI single, but then gets thrown out at second base trying to advance sort of a little bit unnecessarily in my mind. So again, to be fair to Juju, it did take a perfect throw by that catcher. So if you want to just say, hey, that was aggressive baseball, the guy made a perfect throw. Okay, fine and dandy. I'm not trying to criticize that one play so much as just say it felt indicative that Missouri felt like they just had to push the envelope a little bit. It felt like they had to do everything they could in order to to beat the the 25th ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs and you know it, it just to me they they may have gotten exposed a little bit there yesterday. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully it was just maybe a little bit of an off night and Missouri will continue to to kick some butt on the on the diamond this season. But I have to say I'm a little skeptical of their start. Now the softball team, on the other hand, they, they've definitely earned a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. Their start definitely seems a lot more real. But hopefully Missouri baseball, you know, good start. Hopefully they can keep it going. That's all I can say. Now one thing I did notice about the Tigers, I both liked and didn't like. From a forward-looking strategy perspective, well – you may have noticed the Tigers on their belts have basically what is cheat sheets. And seemingly between every pitch, every Missouri hitter will look down at his cheat sheet. And what's on that cheat sheet, I'm not exactly sure if it's tendency, if it's pitcher tendencies. If I, I'm not exactly sure. Now, one thing, it seems like a smart thing to do. If, if it's legal, hey, go for it. Put a little cheat sheet on your belt and take a, take a peek between each pitch. Give yourself a bunch of information. You know, Gonzaga wasn't doing this, so hey, maybe it gives you an edge. I like the forward-looking nature of it, but I will say just from a baseball fan perspective, I'm not really trying to see the guy step out of the box and look down at his belt all the time. (laughs) That's just me. Seems a little bit, you know, you could say maybe it delays the game a little bit. There's some argument to that. I think you already have the 20-second pitch clock in NCAA baseball anyway, so I'm not too worried about that. It's just more. It feels sort of out of the spirit of the game a little bit. I sort of like the. I sort of like baseball played a little bit more between the ears and instead of on a spreadsheet. So to me, being able to carry what's almost literally a spreadsheet out onto the field with yourself, that just doesn't feel fun and not really within the spirit of the game. But hey, that's just me. But you know what? Thanks for listening to Locked On Mizzou once again and making it your first listen. Why don't you make your second listen locked on the NFL draft? Ryan Tracy, former corner, Eric Crocker of the NFL, bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? Coming up on Locked on Mizzou, of course, we'll talk about whatever happens in the Missouri LSU game. Hopefully the Tigers will advance on down in Tampa. I suspect that's not going to happen, but again, whatever happens, I'll be with you right here on Locked on Mizzou. 